1: Mark Levin here, our number 877 381 877 381 About a quarter of a million people, just shy of that, estimates. We're at the National Mall today. Not one incidence of violence, not one incidence of hate carrying the flags of the United States, the flag of Israel, posters with hostages, signs in support of Israel and the United States, 100% peaceful. And they heard from a variety of people, Republican and Democrat, politician and non-politician, and families of hostages taken on October 7th. One family, two little girls in this family, one aged two and one aged four, was taken, they were taken hostage. Their mother was taken hostage, although it's not clear if they're in the same location. The father was taken hostage. Nobody's heard from him. The grandmother was taken hostage and later found dead on the side of the road. The grandfather was taken hostage and they don't know where he is. And not sure whether he's dead or alive. That's just one family. I haven't seen that story in the press. I haven't seen that story in the press. And then today the Israelis are doing everything humanly possible to get life support machines for the babies in a hospital that Hamas has built a massive headquarters under with all kinds of booby traps. Israel was trying to get fuel into the hospital but was blocked by Hamas and this is now been reported by U.S. intelligence as well and others who've actually seen it. And um, it's Israel trying to save Palestinians and it's Hamas who are trying to kill them. Unbelievable. At the same time the media in this country Is destructive, is inhumane, utterly immoral, and has no conscience as a group whatsoever. None. For the last 48 hours, you've been hearing from the media that Donald Trump is full Hitler because he used the word vermin. He's full Hitler. Now, they've called him Hitler before, and I've demonstrated that in Unfreedom of the Press, particularly Joe Scarborough. He's hot on calling him Hitler. And so what Joe Scarborough and the others are doing is, rather than calling people who are Hitlerian truly Hitler, they're using the word to attack their political opponents, or individuals they don't like. And in doing so, in doing so, they make a mockery of the Holocaust. Nobody truly believes Donald Trump is Hitler. One of the great pastors in America, one of the great evangelicals in America is a friend of ours, Pastor John Hege. He started, an or, he started an organization several decades ago, Kufi Christians United for Israel. Millions of members, upwards of 10 million members. One of the greatest pro-Israel, pro-freedom organizations in America, which means on the face of the earth. And today a website called Mediaite smears him and degrades him. An organization that was founded by Dan Abrams implying that he praised Hitler. Can you imagine? So Trump is full Hitler, Heggy praised Hitler, and then of course yours truly is an anti-Semite according to Media Matters, which was founded by a self-hating Jew and anti-Semite, George Soros, and is promoted by racists, bigots, and anti-Semites like the current president of Media Matters. And the organization Mediaite constantly playing politics with the life and death of a people. And a nation. Another platform of poison. It's incredible. And given the history of the press when it comes to anti-Semitism and Jew hatred. Given the history of the press when it comes to covering up the Holocaust. And given the current press in this country which applies moral equivalency to terrorists and Jews in Israel you'd think they know better but they don't this is a real loathsome scummy operation of press outlets with loathsome scummy individuals working for them they have Islamists working for them They have Islamist photographers working for them who celebrate Hitler. They have individuals who use Hamas statistics on a regular basis to try and demean and smear the state of Israel and the IDF. They're in full attack mode against the Fox News Channel. Because the Fox News Channel has more hosts, more journalists, more guests who support Israel and oppose Iran, who support Israel and oppose Hamas, who support Israel and oppose Hezbollah, than any network in existence. And it's not even a close call. So they turn their guns on Fox. Go check out Media Matters' website. How they try and destroy the reputation of Jesse Waters. And Laura Ingram. Look how they just try to destroy the reputation of Charlie Kirk and many, many more. When in fact, it's the media that promotes the memes, the blood libels of the 1930s. But Trump used the word vermin. Trump is without dispute the greatest friend in the Oval Office that Israel has ever had, bar none. Bar none. In fact, he's the greatest friend the Jewish people have had in the Oval Office, bar none. He's the only president to have a Jewish family. And he's Hitler, you see. He's the only president to have signed an executive order attacking anti-Semitism on our college campuses, and you see it's rampant. That takes serious steps to try and address it. And there's a lot more when the loathsome Joe Scarborough, even as a congressman, never lifted a finger to help anybody. And yet they spew their hate because these corporatists are all in. That's no problem by then. It's fine to them. Rabbi Dove Fisher, the writing in the American Spectator not too long ago, and Rabbi Fisher is an Orthodox Jew. And he writes here, I don't know why Donald Trump loves Jews. Maybe because more than 90% of Orthodox Jews voted for him against Hillary and Joe Biden. Maybe because his daughter is an Orthodox Jew. Maybe because Jared Kushner, his center-in-law whom he loves and trusts, is an Orthodox Jew. Maybe because Trump's ga- grandchildren are Orthodox Jews who observe the Shabbat according to its laws. eat strictly kosher and attend Yeshiva Jewish parochial school. Or my personal theory, the rabbi writes, maybe because his father, Fred, was one of the great philo a philo-Semite. What's a philo-Semite? It's the opposite of an anti-Semite. It's somebody who loves the Jewish people. Maybe because his father, Fred, was one of the great Philosemites of the prior generation, <coughs> who even donated property to a Jewish congregation for them to have synagogue, taught young Donald that part of the Trump family legacy is to love Jews. Apparently, the Scarborough family didn't teach Joe that. Apparently, the families of media, they didn't teach their children that. Media Matters didn't teach their children that and all the rest of them. Certainly, Biden, not. When others refused to hire Jews, Trump did. Number one, he opened the restricted Mar-a-Lago private club to blacks and Jews when he bought it. Number two. He surrounded himself with honorable Jewish legal scholars and attorneys like David Friedman and Jason Greenblatt. And even a bum named Michael Cohen, whose kid's bar mitzvah he attended. In Israel, Trump would be elected prime minister by a landslide. After nearly half a century of broken promises by other American presidents. Number three, Trump formally declared the America recognized United Jerusalem as Israel's capital. Number four, he moved America's Israeli embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Number five, he recognized Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights. Number six, he recognized the permanent legality of all Jewish communities and cities, ridiculously called settlements in Judea and Samaria, which is falsely called the West Bank, as legal in all situations that Israel's own courts regard them as legal. Number seven, He cut off hundreds of millions of dollars funding for Abu Mazen, that is uh, Mahmoud Abbas, his illegal government in the Palestinian Authority, on the grounds that they pay monthly stipends, pay to slay, to families of Arab terrorists who murder Jews and otherwise perpetrate acts of terror. Number eight, he closed down the PLO office in Washington D.C. Nine, he closed down America's long-standing so-called Palestine consulate in Jerusalem. Ten. He pulled the United States out of the anti-Semitic UN Human Rights Council. Number 11, he cut off $300 million in funding that America had been sending to the Jew-hating UNRWA, UN, a Jew-hating UN agency that runs schools in places like Gaza where Arab Muslim children are taught to hate Jews. They hate Jews. And to murder Jews. Number 12, appointed a UN ambassador, Nikki Haley. The warned anti-israel countries that were taking down names number 13 commuted the anti-semitic iowa prison sentence of shalon rubishkin number 14 almost unilaterally brought about the abraham accords that included several leading arab muslim countries for the first time to enter into true peace agreements with israel without israel you see here uh Seeding an inch of Jewish territory in Judea and Samaria. Number 15 is Secretary of Education, Betty DeVos, endorsed Yeshiva education during visits to two Yeshivas in New York City trip while skipping visiting the city's public schools. 16, Trump issued an executive order in combating anti-Semitism to enhance enforcement of Title VI of the Civil Rights Act. That is to protect Jewish college students from overt Jew hatred. Now rampant. On so many American campuses and 17, he named Kenneth Marcus, who I had on my show last week as assistant secretary for civil rights to investigate anti-Semitic episodes at campuses like Rutgers in New Jersey. Trump, number 18, deported the last Nazi war criminal known to be hiding in America 19, signed into law a bill making it easier for Holocaust victims to reclaim stolen property. 20, ended the disastrous Iran deal and implemented crushing sanctions against Iran. 21, signed the Teller Force Act, knocked off Qasami Salamani, rubbed out Abu Bakr Baghdadi, shattered State Department policy by authorizing Americans born in Jerusalem to list Israel as their American path. The list goes on and on. And Joe Scarborough, MSNBC, CNN, The New York Times, The Washington Post, the whole package of scum say that Trump has gone full Hitler. I guess the mirror is not big enough for all the media to look in, is it? I'll be right back. Much love in Have you seen the headlines lately? Third highest deficit in history. Digital dollar sparks uncertainty. We're living in an unpredictable world, but gold is still gold. It's weathered many storms. My gold gives me peace of mind. It's tangible. And I'm a firm believer in owning gold. My favorite gold company? Augusta Precious Metals. Why? Let me tell you something. They're top of the top. If you have an IRA or a 401k... Do you want to diversify with physical gold? You can learn about the benefits of a gold IRA from Augusta Precious Metals. They're outstanding. Get a free guide to gold IRAs from Augusta Precious Metals today. Text LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N to 68592. That's LEVIN to 68592. Again, LEVIN to 68592. Or visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text data and message rates may apply, performance varies, consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions to get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. You know, in uh, Unfreedom of the Press, page 72, I have example after example after example of the media, and especially Scarborough. Referring to Donald Trump as Mussolini, as Stalin, as Hitler, as Putin. Think about this. And he's not alone. It's all over CNN, MSNBC. It's all over the New York Times and the Washington Post. You know what Hitler did? Stalin killed 30 to 40 million people. You know what Mussolini did, and they keep talking about Donald Trump like this? He used the word vermin. Really? Is that worse than rearming the Iranians? Have you seen the headlines lately? Third highest deficit in history. Digital dollar sparks uncertainty. We're living in an unpredictable world, but gold is still gold. It's weathered many storms. My gold gives me peace of mind. It's tangible. And I'm a firm believer in owning gold. My favorite gold company? Augusta Precious Metals. Why? Let me tell you something. They're top of the top. If you have an IRA or a 401k, and you want to diversify with physical gold, you can learn about the benefits of a gold IRA from Augusta Precious Metals. They're outstanding. Get a free guide to gold IRAs from Augusta Precious Metals today. Text LEVIN L E V I N to 68592 That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592, again, Levin to 68592, or visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text data and message rates may apply, performance varies, consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions to get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Mark
0: Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877
1: 381 3811. Over 30 years, Pastor John Hagee began an organization called Christians United for Israel. And media I just called this man effectively uh, as uh, praising Hitler for the creation of Israel. They don't even know who this man is. The punk who wrote the story. They could have done a little bit of research. It's right all there online. I know Pastor Hagee. He loves the state of Israel. So he loves the United States. So now, they try to tie him to Hitler. See, American media. You have these Hamas... Nazis, you have these terrorists, you have their funding sources and their links in our own country, you have them undermining Israel at the time of war, and this is what they do. This is why you hate them, and you should hate them. What is Kufire Christians United for Israel? Here's their mission statement. It's the largest pro-Israel organization in the United States, with over 10 million members. Christians United for Israel is the foremost Christian organization, educating and empowering millions of Americans to speak and act with one voice in defense of Israel and the Jewish people. Kufi's diversity across political, ethnic, generational, and denominational lines maximizes our impact in communities, in the media, on campus, and in our nation's capital. Kufi is committed to confronting indifference and combating antisemitism in all its forms, it, wherever it may be found. That's very different than Hamas's mission statement, which I don't believe has been read by any news operation from beginning to end. Number one, it's quite long, but number two, it is uh, self-damning. And here this group founded by Dan Abrams is trashing one of the foremost leaders in the Christian world. Defending the state of Israel. Trying to tie him to Hitler. This is really shocking. But I guess it's really not. Benjamin Netanyahu himself has been said to be Hitlerian. The Jewish leader of the Jewish state. By the radical left in his country and our country. Kufai was created in February 2006 as a grassroots movement designed to unify Christians across all denominations and cultural boundaries in support of Israel. Why was Mediaite founded? God knows why. It began with 400 pastors and ministry leaders. It says our size, effectiveness, and diversity across generational, racial, cultural, and denominational lines have positioned us as the leading voice for pro-Israel Christians. And he goes on, you can read it yourself, many of you are members. I tell you these things not only because of how disgustingly outrageous media and the rest of the media are suggesting that Donald Trump has gone full Hitler, and I noticed that Wolf Blitzer promoted this too, he should know better. And as CNN and MSNBC and all of them are promoting this, Liz Cheney, of course, Liz Cheney has psychological issues. Any Republican who supports Trump after he used the word vermin, whether it's the RNC chairwoman or anybody else, should be disqualified or is supporting Hitler talk. Isn't it shocking? Obama never received this kind of pushback. Obama was an anti-Semite, still is in my view. Was even before he became a politician. With his buddy, the Hamas-connected Khalidi. That's true. And in fact, apparently so damning is an audio that was taken at a meeting of a handful of people with Obama and Khalidi that the L.A. Times has, and the L.A. Times wouldn't release during the course of the campaign, still won't release. Yet Obama's statement that he put out was so awful that Alan Dershowitz had to condemn it as the piece of trash that it was. And then directs his UN ambassador into the UN to vote present, When one of the worst U.N. resolutions is being proposed by the worst anti-Semites. And it passes. And we can go on and on. They don't call Obama Hitler. Hitler Hitler-like. Mussolini, Stalin. They don't call Biden Hitler. For what's going on on the southern border. They don't call Franklin Roosevelt Hitler. Hitler for what his State Department did to the Jewish people, and his rounding up Japanese-American citizens for no damn reason. They don't call Woodrow Wilson Hitler and his promotion of eugenics, including against black people. They don't call Joseph Kennedy Sr. Hitler when he was sending messages through the back door as ambassador to Britain, to Hitler's lieutenants. They don't call Margaret Sanger Hitler, even though she pushed eugenics, was supported by the Klan. They don't call Xi Hitler. They don't call the leader of Hamas Hitler. They don't call Abbas Hitler. They don't call anyone in Iran Hitler. But Trump has gone full Hitler, don't you know? They don't call out the New York Times for protecting Hitler. They don't call out the Washington Post for its silence in the face of Hitler. They don't call out a single squad member as going full Hitler. Hitler. But Donald Trump used the word vermin. So according to Joe Scarborough, he's gone full Hitler. According to John Meacham, a crazed, low IQ, phony historian, Trump's gone Hitler. According to every racist, big and anti-Semite on MSNBC, and there are many, Trump's like Hitler, like Stalin, like Mussolini. Same with CNN. Wow. Amazing, isn't it? Meanwhile, there's Biden. Meaning with Xi, there's a Hitler. Two and a half million Uyghurs. Is he going to raise that as a concern? If he does, he'll do it in one of his incompetent whispers. Do the American media call Xi Hitler? Who's slaughtering Muslims? No. The American media call Putin Hitler? Who's slaughtering Ukrainians? No. Do the American people call Un? The inbred who runs North Korea Hitler? Who slaughters and rapes and tortures relentlessly? No. Have they ever called the Castro brothers Hitler? No. How about that Maduro thug in Venezuela? Is he Hitler? No. No, just Donald Trump. Just Donald Trump. Anybody in his circle? Extremist, radical, MAGA. Tens of millions of honorable, law-abiding, tax-paying American citizens. Radical MAGA. Extremist MAGA. Led by Hitler, which means MAGA's Nazi too. You get it? They're code words. Hillary Clinton. Trump is Hitler. Where is Trump Hitler? When was Trump Hitler? What did Trump do that was anything like Hitler? The American media is the media of the 1930s and 40s in this regard. It has no morality. It has no governor. It has no soul. It has no guideposts. It is a free-for-all. They not only say these things, they say it with arrogance, self righteousness, more than anything else, more than anyone else. The American media are tearing this country apart through their lies, through their narratives, through their projections. And these would be the same people who report on these prosecutions against Trump on our politics, on our elections. These people are detestable. There are many, many scholars who who survived Stalin, Mao, Hitler, and they've written crucially important books, which I tried to point out to you in Chapter 4 of The Democrat Party Hates America, and I went through what were to me some of the most prominent scholars and survivors of these totalitarian regimes and what they said about language and values and beliefs. And how totalitarian regimes destroy them. They create their own vocabulary. They create their own usage of approved words effectively. And I also wrote, as you know, on Freedom of the Press, about pseudo-events. Events that the press create in order to push a narrative. That's all in play when they write about a Donald Trump. His use of the word vermin is a pseudo-event. It's a non-event that's turned into news. And the use of it in the application to Donald Trump, of all people, in present day, to try and turn him into Hitler Is what the media for totalitarian regimes do. They need to turn people into something they are not. They turn them into the devil. So no matter what they say about anything. In your mind there's a click that goes off. Trump is Hitler. And that's how. Totalitarian regimes function. With a state run media, that is, in America, a media that supports one party, that is Marxist mostly in its ideology, that is anti Israel and sympathetic to Islamism. And this is how they roll. So they'll hate Trump, they'll hate Hagee. They'll hate me, they'll hate the state of Israel, they'll hate Netanyahu like nothing else, and they will accuse Israel of Hitlerian war crimes. And that's where we are today. With CNN, MSNBC, Media Matters, Mediaite, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and all the rest. Why do you think they try to destroy Fox News? Because Fox News doesn't go along. Why do you think they try to destroy Newsmax? Because Newsmax doesn't go along. Why do you think they try to destroy OAN? Because OAN doesn't go along. Relatively handful of broadcast television platforms. Why do you think they've spent decades trying to destroy talk radio and the leading talk show hosts? by twisting their words and they create an echo chamber Media Matters, Mediaite, Huffington Post Daily Beast, CNN, MSNBC and that's the way mobster media function with a totalitarian mindset and you're not only witnessing it you're the victims of it I have a lot more, I'll be right back Mark love Have you seen the headlines lately? Third highest deficit in history, digital dollar sparks uncertainty. We're living in an unpredictable world, but gold is still gold. It's weathered many storms. My gold gives me peace of mind. It's tangible. And I'm a firm believer in owning gold. My favorite gold company? Augusta Precious Metals. Why? Let me tell you something. They're top of the top. If you have an IRA or a 401k... Do you want to diversify with physical gold, you can learn about the benefits of a gold IRA from Augusta Precious Metals. They're outstanding. Get a free guide to gold IRAs from Augusta Precious Metals today. Text LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, LEVIN to 68592. Or visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text data and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions to get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Well, folks, um, I talked about this the other day, and here we are. The final tally now is 290000 who were at the National Mall today, 290,000. It's the largest such, such gathering in, uh, on record uh, when it comes to the is- issue of Israel and Jews in America. And on this very day when Joe Biden decided not even to stop for five minutes to speak or to be seen, but was at a climate change summit and then ran off to meet his buddy Xi the communist Chinese who've, who've turned the family into multimillionaires. He took a pass, you see. Because he couldn't trash the American people. If there was any way to bring up Jim Crow of the past, that event he would have attended. AP, U.S. extends sanctions waiver allowing Iraq to buy electricity from Iran. And the deal roughly $10 billion in Iraqi payments for Iranian electricity currently being held in escrow, they'll get the $10 billion plus future billions of dollars. And Biden and his secretary of state do it on the very day that 290,000 people are at the mall in support of Israel and against anti-Semitism and the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran will take that money and use it to kill more Israelis, more Americans. And the idea that, that we have an administration like this and a president like this is so contemptible and unconscionable, never before in American history. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here.
0: He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
1: Welcome, America. You know how Biden likes to say the Republican Party is not your father's Republican Party? But the Democrat Party is your father's Democrat Party. The Democrat Party press is your father's press. It's filled with racists and bigots and anti-Semites. It's filled with Marxists and anti-American punks. The vast majority of whom, not all, but the vast majority of whom have contributed nothing to the betterment of America. Nothing. Everybody with a chip on their shoulder seems to have a program. Everybody who hates this country seems to be a guest. And much of this has to do with the corporate media. That is the corporatists, the Comcasts of the world. Based in Philadelphia, they own NBC and MSNBC. Look at CNN. CNN is a disgusting disgrace. Everybody knows it all over the world. The New York Times, honestly, if it wasn't for me over and over and over again over the years, writing about it in my books, talking about it over the microphone, talking about it on Fox, on The Blaze, and so forth, people wouldn't know the history of the New York Times. It is a horrendous history. Like few corporations ever in the world. And there it is, bubbling along. The State Department... A hundred Jew-hating bureaucrats wrote a letter complaining about what the Biden administration is doing in the Middle East. The poor Hamas terrorists, of course, they call them all Palestinians when it serves their purposes. And when it serves their purposes, they distinguish between Hamas and Palestinians. We know that. We're onto this game. But the Biden administration, which is becoming increasingly bellicose against Israel and is doing everything it can behind the scenes to handicap Israel's ability to defeat their enemy, our enemy, they're not doing enough, you see, because according to this, this group of State Department bureaucrats, a hundred or more, we should be protecting the Palestinians from the Israeli Jews. Tell me, how many civilian hostages is Israel holding? And I mean, not just Palestinian. How many American hostages? How many European hostages? None. They hold criminals. They don't hold hostages. And tell me, why won't they release those hostages on the other side of the Gaza Strip? Hmm? Why won't they let fuel go to their big hospital there, huh? Why are they shooting their own citizens to take their food and fuel? Did you read that one? I did. How many of the casualties in Gaza are as a result of Hamas, directly or indirectly? And why aren't they keeping those statistics? Well, you know, the Hamas Health Agency didn't give them the statistics. So, you know, they got to go based on their own anti-Semitic bigotry. How is Joy Reid still on MSNBC? How is Hassan still on MSNBC? The whole list of reprobates. How is Poor still on CNN? We can go down a whole list. Why does Mediite hate Israel and hate Jews so thoroughly? And the people who defend them. Why does Media Matters hide its relationship with George Soros, who hates Israel and hates America? Hmm? And is loaded with anti-Semites. The State Department, as you will have learned from Chapter 2 in the Democrat Party Hates America, has always been filled With Democrat Party anti-Semites. And they still are. They still are. And uh, Blinken's response to them is, well, we're listening. We listen to all sides. Excuse me? You're listening to all sides? Isn't that pretty shocking? Yeah, I think it is. Internal State Department memo, this is Fox News, accused Biden of misinformation on Israel-Hamas war. Some of the memo's language echoes that a progressive activist, Axios, reported. So these State Department bureaucrats are taking up the cudgel that Hamas propagandists, through its various surrogates, have been putting out including at these so-called protests, many of which have been violent and all of which have been heinous. An internal State Department dissent memo leaked to the press accused Biden of spreading misinformation about the Israel-Hamas war and claimed Israel's committing war crimes. And this is where you get liberals, particularly liberal Jewish people, defending Biden. See, see, they think he's helping Israel. That's not, that's not how you make a determination. The bar isn't what the extremist pro-Hamas wing of the Democrat Party and the State Department bureaucracy thinks of Biden. You measure these things objectively. Objectively. And Biden flunks. I have to be honest with you. Why do we have a nuclear submarine over there, Mr. Producer? Are we going to shoot nukes or something? It's a deterrent. A deterrent to what? We have a nuclear submarine over there. Look at that. He's got a nuclear sub there. He means business. What does he mean exactly? We have two aircraft carrier groups with enormous power. They have now injured 54 American soldiers, some of them very severely with brain damage. And they're not stopping How many, how many of our troops have to die before Biden actually does something? These people already killed 32 Americans. 32 Americans, as if it never happened. And we haven't hit a single inch of, of Iran. Not an inch. Under Reagan, they hit one of our ships and he blew out half their navy. And instead today, as I speak to you right now, Biden, Blinken have waived sanctions again. Waived sanctions again so Iran can sell Iraq electricity. Billions more, initial $10 billion, but billions subsequent to this, to Iran. While they keep pressuring Israel to take their foot off the gas pedal, they keep giving Iran money to rearm itself and their surrogate terrorists. Chuck Schumer's at this rally today with 290,000 people supporting Israel, right? Chuck Schumer's weak. He's pathetic. Biden is his guy. Pick up the damn phone, Chuck. Rather than saying, we this, we that. You're the Senate majority leader. Read your man the riot act. Say not one penny for Iran. He didn't say that today. When he was speaking, and of course he doesn't tell Biden that either. it's awful. it's horrendous. The Democrat Party is your father's Democrat party. as I cite here in the Democrat Party hates American thank you to those who've acquired it. Roosevelt's purposeful inaction during the Holocaust to assist Jews being slaughtered by the millions was contemptible and unconscionable. Now, there's been a lot of propaganda, documentaries, and books written about how great he was to the Jews. He didn't do anything for the Jews. He didn't do anything for blacks. He was a very selfish, egomaniacal, power-hungry, radical leftist president. That's what he was. I've told you about Raphael Medoff, a fantastic scholar. Here's the president who was regarded as a humanitarian, who portrayed himself as the champion of the little man, who had the power to save many Jews from the Holocaust, but who to, quote, Fowler Harper, the Solicitor General, FDR's Solicitor General for the Interior Department in the 1940s, quote, he wouldn't lift a finger to help them. Not a finger. And back then, immigration limits were determined by the Department of State, ladies and gentlemen. By the Department of State. They were populated with several infamous anti-Semites, just as they are today. With the letter and and the texts and the memos. At state where the decisions about immigration and refugee issues were made, Roosevelt nearly always backed the bigots who blocked the migration of Jewish refugees into the United States from Germany and the rest of Europe during the height of the Holocaust. Quote, the U.S. immigration quota for Germany was filled for the first time in 1939, but thereafter, well below. The man responsible, who worked with Roosevelt, both of them worked at the Department of Navy under Woodrow Wilson, another uh, Another disgusting Democrat, Samuel Breckinridge Long, a hero of the neo-Nazis and the Klansmen today. Samuel Breckinridge Long, another wealthy elitist like Roosevelt. What did he do? What did he say? Long's dispatches to Washington from Rome, where he served for a period. Praise the fascistic Mussolini regime for its well-paved streets, dapper, black-shirted stormtroopers, I'm quoting, and punctual trains. This was in his diary, wrote a lot to himself. And in this private diary, Long, quote, described Hitler's Mein Kampf as eloquent in opposition to Jewry and Jews as exponents of communism and chaos. So I asked Joe Scarborough, why would FDR have a person like this in charge of immigration at the Department of State? Was Roosevelt Hitler? I'm just asking. Did Trump ever do anything like this? i used use the word vermin. Moreover, quote, Long regularly briefed Roosevelt on his efforts to suppress Jewish immigration below the level allowed by existing law. One diary entry, and I'll just cut to the chase. He said that Roosevelt never disagreed with him. Roosevelt made blatantly bigoted private remarks about Jews going way back. Other presidents have, too, but the difference, Metoff writes, is Roosevelt acted on them. Joseph Kennedy, the patriarch of the Kennedy clan, the powerful Democrat, contemptible anti-Semite and pro-Third Reich, anti-Winston Churchill isolationist, who undermined U.S. policy as ambassador to Britain. Eventually, Kennedy resigned as ambassador. It was, and he was uh, an anti-Semite when he was in Hollywood. Notice how they covered it all up when Kennedy ran for president. Because this is what their media do. Was Joseph Kennedy Hitler? No, 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 we saved that for Trump, you see. And I can go on and on. You can read this chapter in the book. It's all spelled out in black and white. But what about today's State Department? You know, I have to give Roosevelt one thing. He wasn't funding the Nazis while the Nazis were exterminating the Jews. This administration is funding the Islamo-Nazis, the Iranians, while they're funding their surrogates to try and exterminate the Jews, and while that regime is killing Americans. I don't know of any president ever in the history of the United States that was funding directly or indirectly, releasing funds, lifting waivers, however you want to describe it, however you want to characterize it. In the middle of a war, with an ally, and potentially us, funding the enemy. Pressuring our ally to back up while the enemy is targeting American soldiers. Name one other president in American history that has ever done anything like this. And yet they're trying to put his putative opponent in prison for the rest of his life while the media wave at him and call him Hitler. So what do you call Biden, media? If Trump's Hitler, what's Biden? I'll be right back. Mart B You want a killer Black Friday deal? I got one for you. Free Moto G 5G phone from Pure Talk. No gimmicks, no trading necessary. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, 15-gig data plan, just 35 bucks, and get the Moto G 5G phone free. But here's the deal. You need to move fast because these phones will be gone by the end of the month. So if your current phone is on life support, upgrade for free with Pure Talk. Enjoy two-day battery life, an exceptional quad-pixel camera, And a whole lot more. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, to get this exclusive offer and to select the plan that's right for your family. Remember, Pure Talk gives you America's most dependable 5G network at half the price. So make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, that's slash L-E-V-I-N, to claim your free Moto G 5G phone with qualifying plan. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin, Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. Biden campaign slams extreme and racist Trump immigration plans you notice how these people speak Trump Hitler immigration plan extreme and racist radical MAGA Republicans the Republican Party is not your father's party If Trump's elected, we're gonna have a dictatorship and destroy democracy. Trump was president four years. We didn't have any of this stuff. We had peace and tranquility. We had a prospering economy until COVID and then it was prospering again. The border was being secured most of us, most of you. We're living rather peaceful, productive lives without all this hysteria, without all this stress, without all this war. The Democrat Party is just a party that is a wrecking ball into our culture, into our society, in every corner of this country. And so now Stephen Miller is called a white nationalist by a black nationalist and racist, Joy Reid. Which is exactly why I've invited Stephen Miller to be on my Saturday Life, Liberty and program, and he will be as the first guest. First of two. I'm not going to sit still while our people are picked off like this. Nobody comes to Mark's defense, by the way. Nobody. Nobody. Do they, Mr. Medusa? This last round, two. anybody? No. I come to the defense of people who I've worked with, who I've known, who are nothing like the radical pro-Hamas, pro-open borders, pro-criminals, in the media, say they are. So now the target is Stephen Miller. Biden campaign spokesman Amar Moussa said in a statement, these extreme racist, cruel policy dreamed up by him and his henchman Stephen Miller, are meant to stoke fear and divide us. Betting, uh, betting a scared and divided nation is how he wins this election. Boy, that's the, uh, the finger pointing in the wrong direction. We certainly know that. And what are they talking about? Trump wants to remove the people who've come here illegally. And the Democrats and Biden want to keep him here forever, want to subsidize them, want to give them health care and homes and education and try to persuade them to vote Democrat. Trump says, no, they're, they're leaving. No, no, no. You can't leave. Otherwise, you're a racist and extremist. Don't you get it? You're a white nationalist. I'll be right back. You want a killer Black Friday deal? I got one for you. Free Moto G five G phone from Pure Talk. No gimmicks, no trading necessary. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, fifteen gig data plan, just thirty five bucks, and get the Moto G five G phone free. But here's the deal. You need to move fast because these phones will be gone by the end of the month. So if your current phone is on life support, upgrade for free with Pure Talk. Enjoy two day battery life, an exceptional quad pixel camera and And a whole lot more. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, to get this exclusive offer and to select the plan that's right for your family. Remember, Pure Talk gives you America's most dependable 5G network at half the price. So make this switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, that's slash L-E-V-I-N, to claim your free Moto G 5G phone with qualifying plan. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin, Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless.
0: Mark Levin, the conscience of conservatism. Call Mark now at 877-381-3811. I'm
1: going to have Stephen Miller on Saturday, first guest. And among other things, I want him to respond to this racist, bigot, anti-Semite, Joy Reid, an MSNBC primetime host. Cut 12, go.
2: Social media histories are already being plumbed. And if Trump were to win, thousands of Trump first loyalists would You're be You're worried from-
1: about your social media history, aren't you? Yes, you are. Because there it all was. Right there. You tried to blame it on somebody who didn't exist. There it was, Joy. All your racism, all your homophobia, all your bigotry, all your anti-Semitism. Even attack on blacks. There it was, Joy. And so disgusting and venomous, vermin-like, was what you said. That it attracted the interest of MSNBC, and they said, hey, we like this lady. Oh, we said lady. We can't say lady. We like this it. Let's give her a big job. And her career took off like a rocket.
2: Go ahead. Defense. Defense. Regulatory and domestic policy jobs. His inner circle plans to purge anyone. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: as it's called uh, political appointees. There's over three thousand of them in every administration. You remove these people and you replace them with other people. Some administrations are better at it than others. There's other. Uh, there are other positions uh, that are time limited, where you can put your people into position too. And this is what they're worried about. They don't really want a real election where if Trump wins, his policies are promoted through the bureaucracy, even though personnel is policy. I mean, they've gone to such great lengths to create uh, a civil service, public sector unions, an appendage of the Democrat Party. Yet again, it's explained that the Democrat Party hates America. They've built up this ubiquitous federal leviathan. And how dare you even consider putting in your own people that belongs to us. All over two million spots, two point two million slots. That belongs to the Democrat Party. You better not. Or you're a white supremacist nationalist. Hitler, even. Go ahead.
2: Adding that, the people leading these efforts aren't figures like Rudy Giuliani. They're they're, they're not ridiculous figures like Rudy Giuliani. They're Rudy smart.
1: Giuliani. Remember, remember the conspiracy theory you had, Joy, about nine eleven. Remember that. Inside, You remember that, Joy? Remember who the mayor was who had a deal with 9-11, Joy? The man that you put down as if he's some kind of subhuman. The man you mock who led the city through 9-11, Rudy Giuliani. You are a contemptible nobody who's done nothing for this country. as you poison the well day after day, night after night. Shame on Comcast. Go ahead.
2: Experienced people, many with very unconventional and elastic views of presidential power and traditional rule of law. Oh, One traditional of
1: cha- rule of law. You're really worried about that, Joy? Is that what's going on in America today? You root the untraditional rule of law. You attack the people who wrote the rule of law, including the Constitution, and you dare to spew words about the rule of law. You're an absolute 100 percent moron. You can't even get your hate speech straight. Go ahead.
2: Of project 2025 is a former Trump advisor, Stephen Miller. The white nationalist Dracula behind draconian and cruel Trump immigration policies. He's a
1: white nationalist Dracula? You know, ladies and gentlemen, if you change the word white to black or Asian, even Jewish, certainly Palestinian, and you said that, you'd be fired on the spot. Fired on the spot. But the filth dripping down her chin is acceptable today. It's righteous, even. It's to be celebrated. It's courageous. This woman's full of hate and hate speech. And these corporations give a reprobate like this a platform. It's absolutely appalling. And she's not the only one. Go ahead.
2: And separating immigrant children from their families. and Separating immigrant,
1: ch- immigrant children from their families. Number one, the reason that's done is not because of racism, not because of some sicko who wants to separate children from their family. It's because people come here without papers, without identification, or forged identification. It's called sex slavery of little children being brought into this country by phony parents who are part of cartels. And Joy Reid does not have a problem with that. She doesn't care if these people are figured out or not. Just send the little kid with the adult. That way, Joy Reid won't accuse you of separating children from adults. And this administration, as a matter of fact, has really instituted much of what Black nationalist, Joy Reid, has to say about immigration. It's not vetting these parents, so called parents. Children, 85,000 of them, have been let loose in the country. Nobody knows where they are, or what they've done. And the board is wide open and it keeps up. But Joy's not there to explain or inform. Joy's there to light fuses and to throw rhetorical bombs. She's not capable of anything else. Go ahead.
2: That Stephen Miller has even more
1: to Shut up, you idiot. I've had enough of you, and I will have Stephen Miller on to respond to you. And I don't know, if I were Stephen Miller, I'd sue her ass, to be perfectly honest with you white nationalist and all the rest. I definitely wouldn't bring the case in Washington, D.C., though. I'd figure out a different place to bring it. But that said, that's not a Democrat stronghold. That's what she needs, is a good lawsuit with discovery, with depositions. Even with New York Times versus Sullivan. Even if it is a tough case. Because the media are rogue. They have no boundaries. They're filled with contempt. Particularly this woman, who may not want to be called a woman. Maybe I shouldn't call her a woman. So we know Supreme Court Justice Jackson wouldn't define a woman. Okay, she's not a woman. Just a bigot, racist, and anti-Semite. Contemptible. Now I want to circle back to Joe Biden, ladies and gentlemen, who just signed a waiver on his way to to appease communist Chinese leader Xi, communist Chinese military and party have funneled millions of dollars and lined the pockets of the Biden family. I don't care what the media have to say. Lying filth. Now, and so Matt Lee of the Associated Press, he said a few things that have caught our attention. We used to play clips of him all the time, right, Mr. Producer? But now, here and there, but he was pretty good today. But I want you folks to understand that Biden is continued to rearming the enemy. It's using those, those dollars to try and kill American soldiers. It's using those dollars to kill Israelis and to kill anybody else who gets in their way, including their own citizens. And he's not hitting Iran in any way to prevent them from hitting our troops. You keep hearing, oh, we got two uh, aircraft carrier fleets there. Yeah, so what? We have a nuclear sub there. Okay, so what? So what? He's not fooling anybody, certainly not fooling me, Cut six. Go. I just do not understand why you why it is that you're so, you know,
0: single-mindedly refusing to uh, accept, understand at least the the argument that I understand. this money, this money is going to be able to be used by Iran and that when they do use it and they use one million dollars to buy medicine from of, of this money. That that frees up another million dollars that they that they would have spent they would have had to spend on this, uh, you know, without without the
3: the sanctions waiver. I understand. And they, and, I, and they can use that. To, to so use I understand system the system argument. I don't agree with it. And here's why: if they were sitting on that one million dollars, they would use it for their destabilizing activities to fund terrorism and deny medicine to their people. That's the point I'm making. And so to approve $1 million of, of say, medical transactions that benefit the Iranian people. We believe those are, are benefits to the Iranian people that they would not have otherwise so gotten. Hey, plug. hey,
1: hey, The Iranian people tried to overthrow that regime. You know who stopped them? You! Because you rearmed the regime. You gave them billions of dollars. So they're slaughtering Iranian citizens who hate that government. They're slaughtering young women. They're raping them. <clears throat> Everybody knows this. And this talking bureaucrat head at the State Department does what they do at the State Department. They lie, and they defend communists, they defend fascists, and they defend Islamicists. While they're pretending, no, 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 look, we're going to give it to them. Why the hell do you think the Iranians want it? Just listen to the insanity that you have to buy into here the insanity that you have to buy into. Cut seven. Go.
3: Any concern about the uh, potential optics of, I guess, extending a sanctions waiver while Iranian um, in proxy groups or are hacking uh, U.S. assets in the Middle East? We don't worry about optics. We worry about about reality. And the reality is that these funds... No, 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 stop.
1: No, you are all optics. You're all optics, which is why Biden didn't even take three minutes to say hello to 290,000 people in the National Mall. Notice he didn't even send a video. But don't worry. He stands with you, Israel. Don't worry. He stands with you, Jews. That Biden, he's unbelievable. He sent two fleets. He sent... My God, a nuclear submarine over there! He means business, this Biden. Let me tell you, he means business. Israel couldn't have a better friend than Joe Biden. No, it's a serious man here.
3: Go ahead. For humanitarian and other non-sanctionable purposes, and when it that comes humanitarian-
1: to humanitarian, uh, let's let's, let's let, let me deal with this one more time. The least humanitarian administration is this one. They hate people. They're rearming a terrorist state that slaughters and imprisons, tortures and rapes its own people. The double talk aside, they're rearming and have rearmed that regime that was on its last legs under Trump. Remember, Trump is Hitler. He's Hitler. What does that make Biden? Oh. Not a good person, that's for sure. Biden set the Middle East on fire. He lit the match. Just like Obama had before. Donald Trump was the fire department. He put the fire out. But these guys are foreign policy arsonists. And on our own border, slaughter, mayhem, sex slavery, destitution, impoverishment. RAPE We're not about the optics here, we're about reality. We're about reality, we in the Biden administration. That's your reality, you jerk face. I'll be right back.
0: Much lovin.
1: You want a killer Black Friday deal? I got one for you. Free Moto G five G phone from Pure Talk. No gimmicks, no trading necessary. Just sign up for Pure Talk's Unlimited Talk, Unlimited Text, 15-gig data plan, just 35 bucks, and get the Moto G 5G phone free. But here's the deal. You need to move fast because these phones will be gone by the end of the month. So if your current phone is on life support, upgrade for free with Pure Talk. Enjoy two-day battery life, an exceptional quad-pixel camera, and a whole lot more. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L E V I N, to get this exclusive offer and to select the plan that's right for your family. Remember, Pure Talk gives you America's most dependable 5G network at half the price. So make this switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, that's slash L E V I N, to claim your free Moto G 5G phone with qualifying plan. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin, Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. Ken Griffin is another multi-billionaire. He moves to Florida. He moves to Florida because he likes the environment here in Florida, and I don't mean the weather. He likes what Governor Ron DeSantis did in Florida. He likes the no income taxes. Remember, he's a billionaire. There's a lot of sanity here in Florida as a result of the leadership of DeSantis. He benefited enormously from Donald Trump's presidency his economic policies, his tax cut policies. And so he's about to endorse Nikki Haley for president. That's another billionaire. This is why most of you have nothing but contempt for these rhino establishment billionaires. They get on TV, on these business shows, in their sanctimony, telling everybody how the world should work. And yet they fund the same establishment ruling class. In the end, they do. In the end... They flirt with conservatism originally, but they fund them over and over and over again to swamp you and me. I cannot stand these people. The Andrew Sabins, the Ken Griffins, and the other billionaire reprobates as far as I'm concerned. And by the way, boys, if you have a problem with me, come on the air. I'd love to debate you. I'd love for one of you billionaire cowards to come on. Just contact Westwood One. I'll bring you on in two damn seconds. Ken. And Alan, I'd love it. He never reached out to you. I'm reaching out to you now. You oppose the two most conservative candidates. You don't even know why the hell you support Dickie Haley. But come on the air, come on my show. And defend it. Rather than throwing around your millions and your millions. Like lollipop money. To try and brainwash the American people on who to vote for. I cannot stand them. These rhino billionaires. I cannot stand them. Yet here they are. They benefit from liberty. They benefit from capitalism. They benefit from the people who try to fight for them and endorse them. But they're too controversial, these politicians. Trump's too controversial. DeSantis is too. We got to go with Nikki. Nikki. You know why? They actually support loose immigration policies, they actually oppose decoupling with communist China. These guys run their own little countries, their own little empire. And in the end, they're cowards, every damn one of them. I'll be right back. that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer... I think it's very, very important that the millions of you listening to this program, patriotic Americans who support the state of Israel, hear from my next guest. I'm not going to ask her how she's doing because I know she's not doing great. But I am going to uh, introduce you to her. Her name is Yardin. Her sister-in-law and two nieces, aged two and four years old. Are being held hostage by Hamas. Her sister in law's father is being held hostage by Hamas. Her sister in law's mother was taken a hostage, and the Israeli Defense Forces, the ITF, found her dead on the side of the road. I mean, how much horror and monstrosity can one family contend with? den was at the march, you can call it, but at the event on the nation's capital, the nation's mall. Latest number, 290,000 people were there. And she and family members of other hostage-affected families flew all the way from Israel for the event and are flying back tonight. And it is our honor to have Yarden with us. Yarden, um, what do you want to say to the American people, millions of whom are listening to you right now?
4: First of all, thank you for hosting me. I, I kind of want to ask, is it me you just described? I, I still can't believe the reality that is going on. Mm-hmm. I still can't believe I'm having to tell such a hard story. But, and I still can't believe it's not only my story, but a story of, of hundreds and thousands. So thank if, you for, for, for listening to it.
1: No, it's the least we can do here. I just want you to know, and I want everybody you may come in contact to know, there are literally tens of millions of Americans who stand oh, with yeah. Israel, who stand with you, who stand with your family and the other families, that some of this stuff you see from college campuses and in the streets this is a very small minority of Americans that we are thoroughly disgusted with what has taken place. It is very, very important that that be conveyed to you <clears throat> and to others who, might, who are in your situation and so forth. Are you getting any information about any of your family members?
4: Actually, no. Uh, let mm-hmm. me say we are here on this journey with some other families, and of course we feel the support that you've mentioned. Uh, and it's always nice and good to hear because we do watch TV and we watch the other side uh, protesting, and and it, it's just like hurting us even more than the reality is what it's going on. We are actually here on a journey to pray to go to. Lubavitch Rabbi, and be together and hold hands
5: um, and
4: wait for a miracle, because that's what it takes. So Chabad organized a um, really magnificent um, journey for us. They are wrapping us with a lot of love. And we also see that uh, this is how the Americans... About our situation.
1: You know, uh, my, my nieces are, yeah, sorry. are
4: two and, and four, almost three, mm-hmm. almost five. Um, I can't even begin to explain how worried I am for them mm-hmm. and for their mother. My sister in law is so gentle and polite, person. They They watched their grandmother, their beloved grandmother, killed in front of their eyes. And it's 40 days now that we don't even know in what condition they are. This is beyond understanding. How can it be? We don't even know if they're together. We don't even know if they are alive, injured, needing any medicine.
1: How can this be? Mhm. How can this be? It's a very I'm sure every every everybody listening to this program their hearts you know they're wrenching listening to this. Everybody has kids and grandkids. And for this sort of thing to happen to, to your family and other families there, it's just unbelievable. And they take these hostages. And then you have the IDF trying to fight. And then at the same time, make sure they don't harm any hostages and trying to find ho- these hostages, which is such yeah. an o- overwhelming task. What do you, what do you say to these Israeli soldiers who are at the same time fighting these, these barbarians trying to find your family members at the same time? particularly with pressure from our administration, being told not to harm their civilians. It's a very difficult task.
4: It's very important to understand that the IDF soldiers are also our kids. They're uh-huh. not some trained hitmen. They are 18 years old 19-year-old kids who, ha- who have to go to the Army and protect their land, but they want to do it from all of their hearts and the res- reservers are, are doctors and lawyers and farmers. They are all people of peace. They're either kids of peace or, or family, uh, uh, fathers of, of peace, of love. They are not there because they wanted to be there, but once they have to, we give them uh, all, all the support, from all our hearts, knowing that they are getting killed for our families, it's like another child of us is is dying. We love them so much and we want them to feel our support screaming to them from all over the world because what they are doing is such a hard task. They didn't ask to harm no one, they didn't ask to kill no one, but now They realize that their mission must guarantee for us to be able to live in Israel in peace once and for all, please once and for all, we shouldn't be murdered because of who we are and what we are. But if you're going to murder murder us and torture us because we're Jewish. Okay, fine. Then we'll be Jewish. And we'll be together, and we'll hold hands, and we'll be so strong, so strong.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to wish you all, and we will pray, Godspeed, wish you all, at the end of all this, uh, that you have the, uh, your two little nieces return to you, their mother returned to you. Uh, Thank the you father-in-law returned to the whole family.
4: And and my sister-in-law uh, uh, brother, Avid yeah. Katz, uh, is also captive. But people need to understand, these are two-year-old, four-year-old girls. They are even younger uh, kids there. And I sadly realized that there was a baby born yesterday, I think, in Hamas captivity. They have no time. They need to get out now. There is mm-hmm. no time for a child in captivity.
1: Well, Dan, I want to thank you for taking time to come on the program. Um,
4: thank you for having me.
1: The Chabad rabbis are fantastic. My rabbi, Chaim Cohen, is a Chabad rabbi. I think you've met him there. My wife, Julie, I think you just... You know, just met her, and
3: this is a very— I want you to know, honey, I'm sitting right here with your den. Yeah. And there are four busloads. I'm going to try to say this without crying. There are four busloads, 200 family members of hostages who we are giving food to tonight before they go back to Israel. And these people all came to the United States— not initially for the rabbi excuse me the rally they got on a flight habad in israel arranged for a charter flight for them to fly to brooklyn to visit the ohel which is the resting place of the rebbe to pray because that is all they have that is the rabbi they- the
1: founding rabbi of habad yep
3: Correct. But that's all they have are prayers. They have each other and they have to pray because they're, aside from the IDF, who are just doing everything they can, they have to pray to God. And so well was they were here and the trip was being planned, that the rally just coincidentally was going to happen. So they came to the rally. But people need to understand they didn't come to the States for a rally. They came to the States to pray for their family members to be released. Exactly.
1: All right, honey. And please, please convey to her better than I can, you can, um, our, our deepest thoughts and support and prayers from, from the entire audience.
3: I will, and I'm going to speak right now to everyone. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank God
1: bless everybody there. Yarden, God bless you. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Well, you all know who Greg Jarrett is. He's a great lawyer, constitutionalist. He's really just terrific on TV as well. He's written a book, The Constitution of the United States, and other patriotic documents. Greg Welpit and what caused you to write such a meaningful book?
6: Well, you know, Mark, I knew that you, more than anybody else, would fully appreciate and understand this book. What made America a, a luminous beacon of hope for liberty, prosperity, justice throughout the world, uh, and you would think it would be quite easy to find a copy of the U.S. Constitution that was not printed overseas and edited, uh, not full of Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton speeches, not hobbled by, you know, the deconstructive quibbling about our esteemed history. But sadly, you know, the state of American publishing is not good. And as I looked across Amazon, other retailers, I was truly amazed to find that I just couldn't locate what I was looking for. So to answer your question, that's why I decided to write one myself, a patriotic, complete, American-made selection of our greatest documents.
1: Mm -hmm. And explain to the public why your book in particular is very compelling, which it is.
6: Well, we, we have been blessed with extraordinary leaders who, at the outset, steeled our resolve for independence, self-determination. They invented this new form of government by the people, for the people, and those leaders who followed guided us quite ably through treacherous challenges, grave threats for more than two centuries. So to me, it was a story best told through the lens Of historic documents, uh, that of course have been honored and preserved for our national heritage, and yet too few Americans understand it. I I was so shocked last night on Fox News. We played a segment of Man on the Street, people uh, being questioned about fundamental American civics. You know, who fought in the Revolutionary War? Um, What was the Civil War about? Who won? Um, what about the Cold War? What was that about? Some young woman said, oh, well, the Cold War, well, it was very chilly back then. I mean, it, it, was, <laughs> it was both laughable and, yes. and it was alarming, Mark. Yes. So, you know, this unique collector's editions, the writings, the speeches, the letters of our founders, their successors, I selected all of them. Uh, quite carefully and I explain them at length the important promises, the navigating principles that have shaped our great nation and, and you can read it in full.
1: Do you uh, when you see what's going on in our country, the attacks on the people who wrote these documents, uh, created really the most fabulous society man has ever created. That's right. Uh, and You see them on the streets now and you scratch your head and say, I wonder if it's all lost because they're so indoctrinated, they're so ideological that they don't even embrace what is right in front of them. What do you think about all this?
6: You know, that's why this book to me is so propitious. We're in the midst of wars, uh, people feeling either at sea or vulnerable, Uh, to attacks by terrorists and you know Americans whether they be these bird brain professors on college campuses or the students that they indoctrinate they don't understand the genius of what makes this country great and free so uh, I think this is a perfect book for this period of time especially for Americans who presume they do know, but they don't, and need a refresher, or the young people um, who need to know what a wonderful nation of of liberty and freedom they have that they take for granted, and and they simply don't comprehend how it came about, the bloodshed uh, that occurred, uh, the sacrifices that were made By a great many people, it's not a perfect union, though that certainly is the aspiration. But we're not perfect people. We have made mistakes. And over the course of 250 years, we have had course corrections. We've corrected some mistakes. Uh, We have much more to do. Uh, But I think this book is a, a good education for people who... Alarmingly are not educated about what they have.
1: It really is perfect for now, isn't it, For several reasons? Number one, the holidays are coming up, so it's a perfect gift. Uh, number two, it is readily accessible. Really, anybody can understand it the way you lay it out, the way you explain these there, different documents. And number three, it's nice to have it on a shelf or on a table where it's readily accessible particularly if you're a parent, so you can explain these things to your kids, because if you're not getting them in school, then the kids aren't getting them at all, and I fear they're not. Isn't that one of the reasons you produce this?
6: It it really is, and I went to extraordinary lengths uh, with a lengthy introduction, giving the history, the background of America, and connecting it to these documents. And then in each of the sections... Uh, I, I explain their importance um, and put them in context and I, I hope I've achieved it uh, I'm, I'm proud of the
1: book you've achieved it in spades brother now I want to hold you over the break because I want to dig into this further the book is The Constitution of the United States and Other Patriotic Documents by our buddy Greg Jarrett you can get it on Amazon.com I have it on all my social sites link there grab it
0: Mark then the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877
1: right, our friend Greg Jarrett has a fantastic new book. You know, he's not writing about himself. It's not a fiction. It is a serious piece of scholarship that it's easy to read, and it talks about the most important documents in American history. Imagine what you could do with that and what your children could do with that. Uh, It's the Constitution of the United States and other patriotic documents. You can get it on Amazon.com. Any of my social media platforms, we link it. The Constitution of the United States and other patriotic documents. Perfect gift for Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas. So you do all this research, Greg Jarrett, and you read about these people who've written all these fantastic documents, and some of them have signed all these fantastic documents. Who are you most impressed with?
6: You know, what struck me was how prescient uh, our founders were as they were crafting this new form of government and our Constitution and our Bill of Rights. John Adams warned that unscrupulous men in power, if left unchecked, would become, in his words, ravenous beasts of prey, destroying our government. And aren't we seeing that, uh, Mark, unfold lately? Uh, the weaponization by unelected bureaucrats at the FBI, the Department of Justice, our intelligence agencies uh, concocting the Russia hoax uh, to drive a president from office because they loathed his policies and they hated him. Pure abuse of power. George Washington, in his farewell address, openly worried that the creation of political parties in their infancy back then would become what he called potent engines of unprincipled men who would undermine our freedoms. He counseled vigorously against them to no avail. We should have listened to him. You know, I can go through transcendent figures like Frederick Douglass, Abraham Lincoln, Susan B. Anthony, Teddy Roosevelt, but in my lifetime... The masterful oratory of Ronald Reagan really struck a note with me, and it began with his time for choosing speech in 1964. He emerged on the national stage, and he warned of this all-too-powerful government controlling our lives. And when elected, he followed up in his inaugural address saying, government is not the solution to our problem, government is is the problem of course he lifted the nation in the sadness after the challenger disaster but the next year standing at the brandenburg gate he challenged gorbachev tear down this wall the wall came crumbling down and so did the soviet empire ending the cold war so top of my list ronald reagan
1: wow that's great mine too i think he's the third greatest president uh, and the number one in modern we have history. One and two. I have Washington and I have Lincoln. Not because that's the go-to list. It's because having studied their lives as long as I have as well. Yeah. I just don't think there's I, a I'm lot with of you about that. it. Yeah, because Washington, in particular, I mean, was a remarkable man, tremendous leadership both in battle and as a statesman, and of course Lincoln. What what he had to do. I mean, he was pressured to settle. He was pressured to allow the South to go. He was under enormous pressure, given all the casualties that were taking place, as you know. And, of course, he was starting to lose the support of the union. He was up for re-election. And um, they needed some decisive battles or he might lose. Right. And, of course, he got them. He got it at Vicksburg. He got it at the Battle of Atlanta. And that put him over the top. But it it was tight. I mean, he kept the country together and all the rest of it. But... As you well know through your research, Lincoln constantly cited the founding documents. Lincoln constantly uh, uh, cited the founding fathers so that people would still embrace the Constitution and the Declaration, no?
6: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, All men are created equal in the Declaration of Independence, penned by Jefferson principally, is what Abraham Lincoln kept saying over and over before... He was ever first elected, and then during the course of his, you know, seminal first term in office. Um, and, and, you know, every time I go to Washington, D.C., I take the time to visit the Lincoln Memorial. Mm. And, you know, on one wall, uh, on the south wall, there is the Gettysburg Address. On the north wall, you see his second inaugural Mm-hmm. Uh, with malice toward none, with charity for all, trying to salve the wounds by uttering those those memorable words. And every time I read them, you know, a little tear comes down. Mm-hmm. I feel so grateful to be in, in the presence of a memorial of the man who I think is the greatest American.
1: And you know, Greg Jarrett, when you think about the Civil War, which uh, was so devastating, and reached into really every single home. And in virtually every Southern home, they had a relative who was a casualty in one form or another. Yeah. Um, and those two that you speak of, the second inauguration, that speech was the second shortest in history and one of the most compelling for its uh, its compassion and its effort to unite the nation. And the other, all the Gettysburg Address, which was ultra short, he mm-hmm. thought was a failure. So my question to you is this. Are we ever going to see the likes of an Abraham Lincoln again? I mean, you look at Biden. What a disaster. And and, and, and a person who's constantly dividing the country, ultra-maga, you know, and we're going to lose our country right. if Trump's elect. The kind of language that these people use in silver. Do you think in modern times we're ever going to see somebody like this again?
6: I fear we won't. Uh, and You know, you juxtapose those two presidents, Biden and Lincoln, and uh, he couldn't have uh, more polar opposites in terms of intellect and Mm -hmm. compassion, determination and perseverance. Uh, You know, Joe Biden is is just a feckless, self-absorbed person who's suffering from dementia um, and and you know I'm always reminded of the the famous words from Obama. He confided uh, to a friend that don't underestimate uh, Joe Biden's ability to screw everything up, <laughs> and, and we've seen that. And it's I cleaned so that true. up for for the yes. audience, but he used a different word. Uh, but we but we've seen that this is a guy who has a history of screwing up a free lunch, everything he touches, mm-hmm. that his gold turns to dust. And, and it, it never occurred to me that Joe Biden, given his uh, poor intellectual scholarship, his inability to communicate, could ever get elected mm-hmm. uh, to the highest office in the land. But they hit him out in the basement, uh, and they fooled America.
1: Mm -hmm. Let me tell you folks in the audience, this is a fantastic book. It's come at exactly the right time. Um, And as you go through it, not just reading the documents, but the commentary, the explanations and so forth, it's inspiring. You got to get back to basics or you'll get dragged through the hell of the left and the Democrat Party and the media. You got to get back to basics so you can communicate these things to your neighbors, your coworkers, your friends, your family. And it's important that as you, that you be the Thomas Paines, one of the great document writers, pamphlet writers, and spread the word just like they did. Because as I say, Greg Jarrett, obviously ideas have consequences, and we need to push our ideas, and this book does that, correct?
6: It does indeed, and I'm glad you mentioned Thomas Paine. He is featured prominently in the book. Yeah. And when you read his words of wisdom, his galvanizing ideas, it helps you to understand the evolution of America and why we are the greatest nation on earth.
1: You're a good man. I really enjoy watching you and listening to you, how you break down the law. You're smart as hell. This book Thank is you. A very, very important, America. It is the Constitution of the United States, other patriotic documents. I mean, it's got very crucially important documents in there, plain English, well explained, for anybody and everybody. We've got to push back. If we don't win on the on the battle of ideas, we don't win. We lose. And when I want to encourage you to go to Amazon.com right now, if you're on any of my social sites during the course of the day or the night or the week. Just click it. We have the link right there. Grab your copies. Get them in time for Thanksgiving. Any major bookstore. Greg Jarrett, God bless you, my friend.
6: God bless you, too. And thank you so much for your kind words, Mark.
1: You bet. Well-deserved. He's a good man. He really is. And uh, very articulate, have you noticed? Almost mesmerizing in many ways, in my opinion, Mr. Producer. So uh, hold on. I'm looking for it. We're having computer problems. Have you noticed? Am I the only host with all these problems, Mr. I feel like I am. He says, yes. Well, you know, it's not. uh, It's what we call in the in the uh, in the business a pain in the ass. I'll be right back.
5: Mark Levin.
1: I want to continue to thank all of you people who are engaged in this culture war in the war of ideas informing yourself I know at times it's, it's very dark and it's depressing you need to turn it off I get it I have to do that from time to time too but it helps to know that I'm here it helps me to know that you're there and it should help you to know that there are tens of millions of us who stand up for our country The state of Israel and our belief system. And I want to salute you all, thank all you heroes out there. You know who you are the American military, American law enforcement, the IDF, and all the other human beings defending humanity. God bless.